the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your opinion doesn't matter. That's what uh, President Trump's senior legal advisor, Jenna Ellis, told the media today. She spent several minutes uh, scolding the media for their lack of interest in the Trump campaign's attempts to uh, expose fraud in the election. Before that, Rudy Giuliani had spent a lot of time uh, presenting evidence of lots of shaky things that went on before, on, and after Election Day around various states. And we've talked about a lot of that stuff here. And Sidney Powell got to the meat of it when she talked about the computer programs run by Dominion, which we've also talked about a lot here. The problem for the Trump campaign is that there was a lot of singing to the choir going on. Uh, both CNN and MSNBC uh, decided to cover, not to cover the press conference, which is really, uh, really a case of uh, media malfeasance. But Sidney Powell's a former prosecutor who doesn't mess around, and she pulled no punches. This is stunning, heartbreaking, infuriating, and the most unpatriotic acts I can even imagine for people in this country to have participated in in any way, shape, or form. And I want the American public to know right now that we will not be intimidated. American patriots are fed up with the corruption from the local level to the highest level of our government. And we are going to take this country back. We are not going to be intimidated. We are not going to back down. We are going to clean this mess up now. President Trump won by a landslide. We are going to prove it. And we are going to reclaim the United States of America for the people who vote for freedom. Yep, and uh, she is not messing around. She was pretty emotional there, and um, she is, she has the evidence. She says so much of it, it's like it's coming out of a fire hose, she said the other day. Um, I wouldn't want her prosecuting me for a crime. I know that. Well, who knows what comes next year? Uh, as I said, Jenna Ellis, during that press conference today, told the media that their opinion doesn't matter because they've been avoiding the story and uh, and not reporting it and, key, and and been saying that there is no evidence. Uh, she says that what matters is the opinion of state legislatures and judges who have the power to certify elections. Most of the media are out there uh, making fun of the Republicans for dragging this out and saying that Donald Trump is acting like a dictator, which would be bad enough if they had actually taken some time to look at the evidence that they say doesn't exist. Well, when we come back, I'm going to talk to Aaron Perini of the Trump campaign about what we should expect from that campaign next. Stick around. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Parents, let's be honest. Many high school and college-age kids seem to have little direction these days. 
That might be true for your son or daughter. They spend a lot of time gaming, hanging with friends, but nothing seems to lead them on a path to adulthood. You may want them to go to a four-year university, but nah, their grades just don't warrant it. Their lack of passion and direction makes you wonder if a four-year university would even be a wise investment. Here's a better route to consider. The Full Stack Software Development Program from Steve Wozniak. Available through SalemCareerHub.com. They'll learn real-life work skills that are marketable and in high demand right now. And at SalemCareerHub.com, you can sign up for these courses at 50% off their regular price. Talk it over with your kids and get them out of the basement. They're probably as anxious as you are to move forward and just need a little push. The place to start? SalemCareerHub.com. You can also call 866-711-6275. 866-711-6275. Or SalemCareerHub.com. In the know, I'm Andy Solomon. Surprise medical bills may result from emergency situations where the patient is unable to choose their medical transport company, hospital, or doctors. Here's Dr. Mitch Elkind, American Heart Association president, with more. The average surprise medical bill is over $600 and may amount to thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars. The American Heart Association is urging lawmakers on both sides of the aisle to address this issue now. We're leading a national campaign encouraging patients to share their stories about receiving surprise bills with the hashtag, I was billed. Patients should never have to worry about surprise medical bills instead of focusing on their care. For months, Congress has had comprehensive bipartisan legislation in hand that would shield patients and consumers from surprise medical bills. However, lawmakers have yet to move this critical legislation forward. Congress should act now to end surprise medical bills. For more on how you can urge Congress to act, visit heart.org slash surprise bills. What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, with today's low rates, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. With a cash out refinance from Rocket Mortgage, you could consolidate and pay off high interest debt, tackle home improvements that could add value to your home, or even set aside cash for your child's future education. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this. What can give you the technology to refinance easily and save money? Rocket can. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. That's 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on quick loans, internal data, points and fees may apply. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing letter, license in all 50 states, and MLS consumer access.org, number 330. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Rudy Giuliani and uh, Sidney Powell laid it all out there today in a long news conference. It would be pretty hard for anyone who was paying attention to not think that at the very least the accusations of fraud need to be investigated. Erin Perini is uh, communications director for the Trump campaign, and she joins us now. Erin, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. So, um... Most of what I heard today I was aware of because I do a, a talk show and I pay a lot of attention to this stuff. And I watched the news, ca- or the, I'm sorry, the news conference on Newsmax, and I flipped over to both CNN and MSNBC just to see if they were covering it, and neither was. I'm guessing you're not surprised by that. No, not surprised at all. It's pretty par for the course. Even right now, the White House is holding a briefing on coronavirus and on the vaccine on Operation Warp speed uh, and CNN and MSNBC again are not carrying it that uh, they want to try and silence this administration uh, and, and the success in fighting the coronavirus and they want to silence this campaign as we fight to protect the constitutional integrity of our election system in this country and um, have you ever seen anything like this before I mean I, I don't know how I've been around a while I I can't think I mean there's been Left uh, left wing bias in the media uh, for a long time, and omission has been one of the big problems. But I, I don't, I've never seen anything like this where they where they and, and not just they are not just because um, it's it's important and that the, the the news that's being presented should be um, be, be on their on their uh, outlet, but it's it's a good story. If if everything that Rudy Giuliani said today was a lie, it's still 
something that should be on your network. You should be doing a story and investigating that. that how they could ignore a story like that is just mind-boggling to me. Well, yes. I mean, they are, are clearly not interested in pursuing facts. They're not interested in doing any of the actual journalistic work other than just trying to tune out and say, nope, it can't be true because it's coming from the Trump team instead of actually looking at it and saying, wow, they have hundreds of pages of affidavits. They, they are pursuing litigation and, and it's clearly thoughtful and tactful. They've got, you know, they're laying out the entire case of where things remain, uh, with with what's going on and time and again they they're just trying to to silence us and and instead of doing any journalistic work they'd rather just say no we'll ignore it and and we're just going to quote joe biden as as president of the united states what do you think the chances of that happening if uh this situation were reversed and donald trump had won and um joe biden were out there uh, was out there making the same claim well, yeah, I mean, we yeah, they definitely would be, but we know that this is some of the media hypocrisy we've been talking about. For months, they were saying that this election will take time because of the changes due to the coronavirus, where states are doing more mail-in balloting, that all of these structural changes will take time to get the results. And Hillary Clinton was saying, Joe Biden, do not concede to Donald Trump. And now that that shoe is on the other foot, they're trying to ignore what the campaign is doing to fight for a fair election outcome in these states. And they are ignoring the fact that the president's just trying to fight for a free and fair election because it doesn't fit their narrative. And they clearly want Joe Biden to be president. Well, Jenna Ellis uh, took her uh, spot in front of the microphone, behind the microphone today, and just ripped the media. Um, I don't know. I don't. I wasn't there, and I couldn't see the media, but I have a feeling they're not the least bit embarrassed by it. Uh, but, but what kind of coverage can you expect to get from outlets other than Fox, Newsmax, and maybe OAN tonight? Do you expect to see any of it on the evening news? Uh, you know, we would certainly hope that outlets, including networks, um, you know, ABC, CBS, NBC, would take time and be thoughtful in their reporting today about what the news of the day is. And that certainly includes the fact that the campaign gave a legal briefing update about where our lawsuits stand, what our path forward is, why we're in certain litigation and what that looks like. That's certainly news. It's the president's campaign and the work that we're doing on his behalf. You would hope that they would would aim to cover that in, in some way. Yeah, Sidney Powell flat out said that uh, Donald Trump won this election in a landslide, um, convincing Trump voters is one thing. A little tougher to convince judges and state legislatures, though, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, you know, we're, we're going to be out here making sure that we fight every day. We have multiple paths forward in these states as we pursue litigation, as we pursue making sure we have a free and fair election outcome. And the media and the Democrats and everybody are just trying to blow past this instead of actually looking what's going on in the case-by-case states that are going on here. And in Michigan, we saw that the county board in uh, Wayne County, where Detroit did not certify the ballots, the Republicans there, uh, they're refusing to sign the certification because they know that 71% of the ballots have irregularities, and that should worry every American that we're trying to rush this process through instead of getting it right. And we're talking to Erin Perini. She's the communications director for the Trump campaign. Uh, Rudy Giuliani kept making the point today that um, what was being presented today was evidence. Uh, most of the media have been saying all, all along that there is no evidence. Do you think today uh, took that argument away from them at least somewhat? I mean, it's, it's kind of an affidavit is evidence, as, as Giuliani tried to point out. Absolutely. You know, that was part of the point of today was showing the legal path forward and showing where the evidence lies in each of these cases and why we are pursuing uh, forward on these. So, you know, it, we can dismiss out of hand that there's there's no evidence. Uh, as much as the media wants to say otherwise, we know that we have evidence. Um, we have signed sworn affidavits. And, well, the media may try and run with, you know, anonymous sources and, and allow ridiculous op-eds by anonymous sources trying to destroy the president and his administration, um, which end up being nobody's staff. Those can run in the New York Times. Even when we present evidence, they say it's not evidence. So we're going to continue to be out there pushing the facts. Um, the most explosive stuff, to me anyway, seems to be what happened with the Dominion software. Uh, we talked about that here uh, on the show with the guy who 
pretty much uh, broke that story. Uh, a couple of, we've had him on a couple of times, Russ Shamden. But uh, maybe that doesn't translate as well to TV, the, the computer stuff. But when it comes to uh, uh, being a case before a judge, is that the strongest material you have? Because we're, there we're it's talking about of, flipping gigantic numbers of votes. Yeah, it's, it's on a state-by-state basis because not every state, not every county in every state is using the Dominion software. It's part of our complaint in Michigan regarding the litigation uh, there is that the Dominion software we know flipped 6,000 votes to Biden and flipped it back, and we're, we were asking to see more of that. We know that in Texas they refused to use Dominion software because they knew that it could be manipulated. So in these states where absolutely where we know there's been Dominion software, we're asking to be able to to see that software and see if there were issues that would have led to votes being changed. Yeah, I uh, I, I saw the actual uh, statement from the I guess it was a the Texas Secretary of State on on the Dominion software, and the last line of his his statement was we're we we just we can't use it. It's it's, it's not safe, and we're not going to entrust uh, our election to this system and that that was a that's a pretty big state texas um uh so was today more of an opening statement with more evidence to follow or i mean what's the next Absolutely. big thing here yeah i mean we're currently in um, a hearing right now in pennsylvania regarding the state's attempt to dismiss the case out of hand uh, before we move forward on it we're currently working through that we just filed yesterday for a recount in two counties in Wisconsin. So we're continuing to move forward with this. Um, and, uh, you know, the legal team said today that, that they are just getting started. Yeah. Uh, what about cases of people uh, being intimidated? You had lawyers here in Pennsylvania who were uh, who, who bailed out because they took a lot of heat for, for representing the campaign. Then you had the two people in uh, Michigan. Uh, are you guys those have been those were made public. Are you guys hearing other examples of of people being intimidated for going along with this investigation? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're hearing all the time about this. I mean, our campaign staff people attempt to intimidate us. I know that one of our lawyers in Pennsylvania received a, a, an intimidating voicemail to her phone from a lawyer of the law firm that is representing the state of Pennsylvania in the suit against the campaign. Um, you know, as staff, we receive letters to our homes. We, we receive threatening text messages to our own phones. There's always an attempt to, to vilify us and to intimidate us. I mean, there's a website listing every former administration official and campaign staffer. AOC has a list. They try to they try to intimidate us every step of the way. The same way it's not new that the media doesn't want to cover the facts. It's not new that they're trying to intimidate us, our witnesses, and our campaign as we're in the pursuit of the truth here. So uh, you're you're part of the campaign staff, and, and you have actually personally been threatened. Yes, or harassed, was it, or both? Mm-hmm. Uh, threatened multiple times. Yeah. And, and so what kind of threats are we talking about? I mean, is it serious stuff, you know, call the police kind of stuff? Um, I mean, there are ongoing investigations um, in, in, into the threats that I have received personally, yes. Wow. Well, hey, Aaron, I appreciate you uh, coming on. You've been on a few times here. I, I didn't think we'd still be talking about this <laughs> on uh, whatever this is, November 19th, but uh, here we are. But I appreciate you coming on and clearing up uh, where you guys are now and what's coming next. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, that's Erin Perini. She's the communications director for the Trump campaign, and um, uh, it's, it's too bad. She's out there just doing her job, and, and uh, she's being actually threatened. Um, and, and there are people on the, on the Democratic side who are doing a good job of making sure that everybody knows who these people are, people like Erin, and I guess even somehow – helping people find out how to contact them so that they can be threatened. Pretty, pretty sad. Well, um, then there's, then there's the COVID-19 situation, which we're still dealing with here. Um, the, uh, uh, doctor, uh, I'm sorry, Aunt Rachel came out with more instructions yesterday. Uh, I think it has something to do with how many times you're allowed to chew your food at Thanksgiving. I forget it's, it's, the details are kind of murky, but, um, there's uh, there's there are instructions out there, uh, but interestingly enough, and this seems to happen a lot. The, sometimes the the people in charge who make up these ridiculous rules um, don't follow the rules themselves, and sometimes they get caught. 
Gavin Newsom is the governor of California. That's, this is what happened to him. He decided to go to a party up in Napa. Uh, and, uh, and you know, this is the guy who's, who's uh, not letting anybody do anything in California. This is the guy that was in, in charge when a, a, a guy by himself paddle boarding in the Pacific Ocean was arrested and handcuffed in the early days of the, uh, of the hysteria. Well, he went to a party. Uh, and uh, he got caught. Uh, people had pictures, and he wasn't wearing a mask. Uh, they, he was sitting actually right next to people at the table, no social distancing. Those people are all going to die, of course, but uh, he's the governor, and uh, he got nabbed, and then he said this. On the minimized mixing, I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge something just before we go into the Q&A. And that is very soberly acknowledged that a few weeks ago, uh, I was asked to go to a friend's 50th birthday. Uh, My wife and I, a friend that I've known for almost 20 years, and uh, and a friend that had, well, put a lot of time and energy into his 50th birthday. It was in Napa, which was in the orange status, relatively loose compared to some other counties. Uh, It was to be an outdoor uh, uh, restaurant, and we started the, well, the program started at 4 o'clock. It was one of those early reservations. I got there a little bit late at 4.30, uh, and as soon as I sat down at uh, the larger table, I realized it was a little larger group uh, than I had anticipated, uh, and I made a bad mistake. Instead of sitting down, uh, I should have stood up and walked back, got in my car, and drove back uh, to my house. Instead, I chose to sit there with my wife uh, and a number of other couples that were outside the household. Now, you can quibble about the guidelines, et cetera, et cetera, but the spirit of what I'm preaching all the time uh, was contradicted, and i got to own that. And so I want to apologize to you uh, because I need to preach and practice, not just preach and not practice. And I've done my best to do that. Uh, We're all human. We all fall short sometimes. Uh, We've been out, and I think, for three times since. In fact, I know it's been three times because I remember all of those dinners very, very vividly uh, since February, just three times, uh, twice with my wife by myself outdoors, and then this one occasion uh, with a larger group. And there were just a few extra people there uh, than the spirit of what I am promoting. Uh, and so if we're going to minimize mixing, you gotta, you got to own up to that. So uh, I just want folks to know that. Paid for our dinner, uh, and we, uh, you know, we, we had an early dinner, but it didn't matter. Uh, I shouldn't have been there. I should have turned back around. And uh, so when that happens, you got to you pay the price, but you also own the mistake, and you don't ever make it again. And you have my word on that. Yeah, good. Yeah, thanks, uh, Gavin, for giving us your word on that. This just is so obvious of what's going on. These, these creeps like him who come up with these ridiculous instructions for people, uh, people like him and um, – uh, Cuomo in New York, they they come up with this stuff, and they just throw it out there. And, you know, I'm sure they think a little bit about what it's doing to people's businesses and what it's doing to people's lives and what it's doing to kids who they tell can't play sports or can't go to school or both. But when it comes right down to it, they don't believe – they're just not as worried about it as they want you to be. Because if, if, if he were – if a guy like Gavin Newsom was as worried about – the safety of everybody and making sure everybody stays, stays quote-unquote safe, he wouldn't in any way consider going to a, a party and sitting there with 15, 20 people uh, close uh, to each other at a table indoors for a dinner. Uh, he wouldn't do it. So, so for him to come back out after, it, after he gets nabbed and say, well, you know, it's, I, I, I was, I'm sorry. Uh, what was I thinking? He, he was thinking that it didn't matter, that he doesn't, he's not going to go for the stupid mask thing. He's not going to worry about social distancing with a b- bunch of people he knows when he goes to a dinner party. Who's going to find out? Well, uh, first of all, how can anybody be that stupid to uh, not think that pictures were going to show up somewhere? Somebody was going to end up taking a picture, and they did. And Gavin Newsom got nailed. And guess what? When we come back, we're going to talk about someone in uh, Oregon who might be worse than Gavin Newsom, the governor of Oregon. We'll do that when we come back. 
With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump's legal team held a news conference in Washington earlier concerning the election and the legal challenges that are underway. Rudy Giuliani detailed election voter fraud. The 2020 presidential election, he says, was fraud at its worst. The Wisconsin Elections Commission has ordered a recount of more than 800,000 ballots cast in two heavily Democratic counties. President Trump paid $3 million and filed a petition for the recount. The president says there were irregularities in Milwaukee and Dane counties. And Texas sending medical staff to overworked hospitals by the thousands amid a worsening surge of cases across the Lone Star State. Stocks ending higher today. The Dow was ahead 44 points. The Nasdaq jumped 103 and the S&P 500 gained 14. This is SRN News. If you've fallen behind in your credit card payments during the shutdown, you're probably feeling some added pressures. And even a brief history of late payments can lead to a big drop in your credit score. But you don't have to solve these problems alone. Trinity Debt Management can help. We'll work with your creditors, put a stop to late fees and other penalties, and make a plan that helps you get caught up. We'll also consolidate your bills into one easy-to-manage monthly payment and negotiate much lower interest rates. Not only will you find immediate relief, you'll save thousands. And don't worry, it's not a loan. It's a smart way to get back on track. All you have to do is give Trinity a quick call and we'll take care of the rest. Right now, no one really knows what the future will bring. But one thing is for sure. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Here's the number. Call one 800 936-5496 That's 1-800-936-5496 Back in the day, Pittsburgh cranked out a lot of steel. We helped build this country. Our steel went into the Empire State Building. The Golden Gate Bridge? Yeah, you'll find it there too. These days, we're about more than steel. But we're still producing something strong. You can see it in the eyes of our kids. That same resolve, that same blue-collar ethic forged in the fires of hard work and history. And one day soon, they'll help build this country all over again. We're Pittsburgh strong. We're AM 1250. The answer. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. At Abernathy and Hagerman, estate administration isn't a side job, it's what we do. You have the same goals we all do, to protect your assets, to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. Hagerman Law, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years' experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. The coronavirus pandemic and state-ordered restrictions on travel-related industries resulted in massive declines in passenger counts at airports nationwide. Pittsburgh International is no exception. So, is the worst over at Pitt? What is the propriety of continuing subsidies for airlines there? And what might be the fate of the airport's billion-dollar-plus terminal project? Learn more at AlleghenyInstitute.org, where conventional public policy wisdom has been challenged since 1995. AM 1250 and FM 92.5, The Answer, WPGP, Pittsburgh, CS Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. The volume delays on the outbound Parkway East. It's busy from Bates Street to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. About a five-minute delay. Inbound on the Parkway West, slowing from Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Water main break, Oakland area, Roberto Clemente Drive between South Bouquet Street and Shenley Drive. Miller's Run Road, that's under construction between First Avenue and Presto Saigon Road. Looking pretty decent on 79. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Sunshine this afternoon, high 60. Tonight, turning out partly cloudy, low 46. Mild tomorrow with a mix of clouds and sun, high 60. Cloudy tomorrow night, low 44. Saturday, cloudy with a high of 54. Sunday, mild with considerable cloudiness. High Sunday, 61. 
Monday, rain and drizzle, high 48. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Aunt Rachel came out with an update on our instructions for Thanksgiving yesterday. I think we're supposed to only have five people for dinner, wear masks, and if I'm not mistaken, we're supposed to take turns chewing. You know, one person chews while the other one waits, and then we don't want everybody chewing at the same time. Uh, Anyway, I didn't pay much attention because I have no intention of uh, following the instructions. Lots of people in lots of places, though, uh, have been told what to do for Thanksgiving this year, including Oregon where the governor has threatened people with jail time, I think, out there. Victoria Taft of PJ Media is uh, kind of the unofficial Western weirdo correspondent for this show. <laughs> she joins us now. Victoria, you're not a weirdo. Uh, uh, I don't want to make give, uh, give the wrong impression weirdo, here. At least yeah. I don't think you are. Uh, but um, but uh, I'm talking about the weirdos out west, and you seem to run into them a lot out there in Oregon and California, Seattle. State of Washington, all that. So, who is? Um, thanks for being here, uh, for, uh, coming on again. Thanks for having me. Love to be in Stagger so, World, and I have to say that uh, I, it used to be West Coast Best Coast. Now, in my opinion, it's the West Coast Nest Coast. Oh yeah. Well, who is Tootie Smith, and why is she now the uh, the 2020 version of Nathan Hale? At least to some people. Um, Well, she happens to be a woman who's been involved in Oregon politics for many, many years, decades, actually. And I've known of her for years and covered her and had her on my program in Portland. And and, um, she's a a great gal. You know, she's just a, a gal from a rural area in Oregon. And she is now a Clackamas County commissioner. Clackamas County is a, I think it's the second most populous county in the state of Oregon. And it also was the county that endured real hardship over the summer, John, because of those fires. And uh, there are people who were killed, and there it was just total mismanagement of the forest situation. And it has been decimated over in Clackamas County, and she happens to be the, the chair over there. And she decided uh, on her Facebook page to declare that she was going to have anybody she wanted over at her doggone house, family and friends, for Thanksgiving, irrespective of what... Uh, Kate Brown, uh, the governor of Oregon. I, it's really hard to say that. The go- a governor of Oregon. Anyway, so uh, Kate Brown says she's going to send the Cossacks after people if uh, they have more than six people. And so, but she she comes out and publicly says, hey, I'm having a bunch of people over for Thanksgiving, and, uh, you know, what are you going to do about it, basically? Exactly. And oh, so, that's precisely what she said, yeah. I mean, and I mean, so, she she had she had less Nathan Halish and Patrick Henryish stuff, and my family will celebrate Thanksgiving with as many family and friends as I can find. Governor Brown is wrong to order otherwise," said she. Yeah, and um, not everybody thought. I mean, she did become a hero to some, but um, but it is Oregon, and a lot of people I saw in your piece at PJ Media, you showed some some uh, people on Twitter. They really trashed her for uh, for take, risking sure. people's lives by having too many people for dinner. That is correct. The dinner has not even happened yet, and right. uh, Tootie Smith is now accused of killing somebody's ninety-two-year-old grandmother and a number of other people. She is she's uh, got uh, radioactive. It's just absurd, of course. And the fact is that uh, Kate Brown says that she is going to use Oregon State Police, and she's going to give other local authorities the ability to go into people's homes and to check to see if they have uh, too many people there. Now, John, how do you think they're going to know? They're going to know by virtue of complaints. Oh, yeah. And, well, uh, cops could ride up and down the street and and, uh, use their their training to to count the number of cars in front of a house and say, well, I... A lot of cars there. They got to be more than five people in there, and they could break the door down, and uh, and you know come out with guns blazing to make sure that there aren't too many people sitting at the table. I mean, it, it right. could be done. Um, sure. But uh, here's the thing: if I'm not mistaken, isn't Portland and and I don't know about Oregon in general, but Portland isn't one of that. Isn't Portland one of those defund the police places? Yes. Isn't that ironic? I mean, it's you not have abolish the police. 
I it's, think a, it's, it's a get rid of the cops. We hate the police. Unless you happen to be a Portland city commissioner in a lift car and the guy is not taking you uh, where you want to go because you're such a pain in the patootie and you, and then he tells you to get the heck out. So then yeah, what get, do you tell, do? Tell oh, us that story. Sudden, I, oh, yeah, I, I well, saw that story. I forgot about that. Oh uh, yeah. She's just a mess. This woman. In fact, I, her, she used to be Joanne Bowman. And when she was Joanne Bowman, she was normal. She used to be in the Oregon State Legislature. Uh, she she was from the Portland area, predominantly African American area. She and she is African American as well. And she she was just you know she's just got stuff done. Now she has she has gone full radical. Um, I don't know if it's her new last name Hardesty, but anyway, I call her Travesty. And what she does is she's wanted to wrest control of the Portland Police uh, Bureau from mm-hmm. the hapless mayor for months and months and months now. And she just wants to defund them. And she wants to essentially get rid of them and hire a bunch of uh, mental health experts or what have you instead. And, and so Joanne decided that she didn't, she's gone on the record saying she doesn't even like 911. What do we need 911 for? Because they're not going to do anything with rapists. And they're not going to do anything with right. people committing acts of violent crime, obviously, if you pay any attention to what's going on in Portland. And and so she called, actually, um, when she got this ride with the Lyft driver, uh, he was telling her to get out, and she refused to get out. She was in the back seat of the car. She called 911, and the 911 <laughs> operator, to his credit, told her that, no, ma'am, we don't do that. You have to initiate your ride yourself, uh, because that's how app apps work on your phone, on the uh-huh. rideshare right. apps. Right. Uh, she apparently... Even though she'd already done that, did not believe that she needed to do it again and that the police ought to come and be at her beck and call in order so that she would get a new ride. And, I mean, she was just castigated for it because she's a huge defund the police people and she just wants them to be her, her um, own her own uh, car service or something. I, it's stunning to me. So now you go back to Kate Brown. You know, so you want you have people like Joanne Travesty on Portland City Commission. And then you have... The, the folks who believe, as she does, that police ought to be going nowhere. And now, all of a sudden, we're going to... And, and by the way, they don't even arrest or uh, prosecute drug crimes anymore, certain, you know, small right. amounts of drug crimes. So they just they have just legalized small batches of personal use methamphetamines, heroin, and other um, street drugs. So yeah. you have a better chance of going to jail now if the cop came knocking, if you had more than six people at your Thanksgiving table, than you would if you had heroin on your person. Now, how it's crazy just, is that? It's a, my, it's, I've said that this is what, what's happening now. It's actually a Monty Python movie, and, and we're in it, and we're all going to wake up one day and realize that we've been in a Monty Python movie for about eight months. I mean, aside from the actual real hardships that people get from the disease, the stuff that's going on is just, it's ab- absolutely insane. Now, so this idiot governor, and this, this is why I brought up about the, and we're talking to Victoria Taft of PJ Media, and you can see her stuff at pjmedia.com, um, is that we have, we have incidents all over the country. I'm sure you've had them there. We've had them here in Pennsylvania and Western PA, where a, a policeman is uh, shot and killed because he comes to a, a domestic disturbance mm-hmm. and that uh, um and this may sound crazy but what if, what if they send a cop in to uh because somebody has seven people instead of six at their thanksgiving dinner table and some crazy person pulls out a gun and shoots them because uh, um, or, or well, says you're not coming in here sure. i got my guns and you know t- t- test me copper I mean, I will- but i got my ar-15 uh, now, I will say this for the record, that the people who are on, who are, who complain the most about government interference are not those who are wielding the guns and shooting people. That's right. Let's just be That's clear right. about that. Um, because they actually have to get trained and they realize during training that they actually can't do that because it's not legal. And right. obviously, and so, uh, but apparently that escapes the notice of other people. For instance, the guy who went and shot and killed a, a Trump supporter on the streets of Portland after a Trump rally a few weeks right. ago. Um, anyway, so I digress. But, you know, the thing is, is that they will not hesitate one iota to go to someone's house and give them a ration for having too many people. It'll be more like, not that well, you have a little, your, your party's a little too loud. 
you know, they'll mm-hmm. use existing, they'll use existing um, ordinances to go in and say, hey, you're, you're a little loud, or you're this, or, you know, we've got some problems here, or uh, I apologize. I just you dropped my phone. Oh, wow, that's a good one. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, yeah, so uh, so they'll, it'll be a complaint-driven system. The crazy uh, SJWs will go after the people, and uh, for instance, Judy Smith. I mean, there are enough of them in Clackamas County. They're systematically going through mayor after mayor after mayor in that county and declaring it for and people Black Lives Matter. They're trying to defeat all these people, make them total line. They and that's and that so I anticipate that she will get busted or at least so many people will complain about her that she could potentially be brought up on charges. And they won't, and you don't think they won't do it because in the city of Portland, um, we have a situation and I've talked to you about this before this Mike Strickland situation, which is what my podcast has been about. Most of it. Anyway, I'm running a series of reports on the adult neuron podcast and please, please subscribe and give me five stars. And, um, and so what this is about is a guy who was targeted by the Multnomah County Prosecutor's Office and others outside who were in the Cool Kids Club in the state of Oregon, and they brought the full force of the Justice Department against Mike Strickland for defending himself against Antifa when they beat him. He pulled his gun. He got them to back off. He never had his finger near the trigger, never pulled the trigger, never fired the gun. Um, and he went to jail. And so wow. what that means is that self-defense does not exist in the city of Portland anymore. And, but but the, the governor is still going to send people to send the not people send the police to your house if someone complains oh, that maybe you have too many now i'm going to tell you a quick story that uh this is it's, it's bad everywhere I, our family has owned property in canada for all my life and um it's in a little town in ontario on lake erie and you know we haven't been able to go there uh, because of the uh, corona uh because of the covid 19 there's a you can't cross the border uh-huh. so nobody's been there for eight months nine months whatever it is so but I talked to a woman up there, and, you know, if, if we could get into the country, we would have to quarantine for two weeks. This woman told me that if, when you do quarantine, they mean quarantine. If, if you go into Canada and they say you got to stay in the house for two weeks, you have to stay in the house for two weeks. You have to get somebody to bring you your food. And she said that there was a guy up there who, who, who decided to go to the supermarket. They had pictures of him in the supermarket. And the neighbors ratted on them, and the cops came for And the cops check on you. Yep. If you are in this little town, and you're supposed to be quarantined, and it's 14 days, and day six or seven, there might be a knock at the door to see if you're still there, to make sure you're, you haven't left the house. That's what's happening. I so it's that. not just crazy places like Oregon. It's, the entire country of Canada, I'm pretty sure, is like that. And we have some you know, similar stuff happening here with some of the ridiculous uh, uh, instructions for... Um, uh, Thanksgiving and all that stuff, but you know, then you have you have Governor uh, Newsom out in California speaking of the West. I just played the soundbite of him uh, apologizing. Um, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, you, Crazy. you know, Victoria, these these people get caught being just absolute total hypocrites. And to me, uh, I, I don't know about you, but to me, it's it's proof that they don't even, they don't actually believe what they're telling people to do. Uh, Governor Newsom doesn't care about masks. He doesn't. He, he doesn't. He thinks it's ridiculous, and he thinks he thinks social he, distancing he is ridiculous one. because he doesn't. No, he doesn't do it himself. He, he went to a party. He's the guy, so, I mean, he he told everybody to, to mask up between bites. That's even worse than you thought. Yeah, right, right. And he wasn't doing that. It's a, it's a, and he he was, and he, that dinner was just days after. He had just thrown down the gauntlet to all Californians saying, no more than six people. You have to hold your Thanksgiving dinner outside. No more than three families represented. You need to um, um, mask up and you have to be six feet apart. And that's for Thanksgiving outside. And if you have a tent, three quarters of it has to be open to the, to the wind. Are you, no, that's exactly part of his edicts. I want and then to ask what does you he before... do? He, he goes out there and has a dinner. Come on. I just let me know though. I, I, I'm setting California aside for a second. 
Oregon. Um, I know there's nor- there are some normal people in California because it's a big state, and I've been there many times. I've been to Oregon a couple of times. But, I mean, how many are, – are, do you find a lot of normal people in Oregon outside of yeah. Portland, if you get far enough away from Portland? I mean, are there actually normal people living there? There are fantastic people in Oregon. I'm a second-generation Oregonian, and I don't live there currently, but I have in the past, certainly recent past. And um, Oregon's red until you get to Portland. And then okay. you've got little little pockets of blue around the universities, and Eugene is predominantly blue. So you've got essentially two cities that are blue cities that dictate the rest of all politics for the rest of Oregon. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a sad state of affairs. People... I mean, two two counties in Oregon just decided that they were going to declare themselves um, sanctuary states for guns, and they are now going to go about getting out of the state of Oregon altogether, they think, and they're going to try to join up with Idaho, and Idaho is getting quickly ruined because all the crazy um, people who hate California are moving there, and I'm sure they don't really know why they moved there. Uh, they accept they no taxes are too high, and pretty soon Idaho is going to be ruined too. But there you have it, John. It's just a mess. Well, I got about a minute and a half left. Who are the real housewives of Antifa and the Gaslight Gang? <laughs> oh my gosh, those are my products. I have been working for months, literally months, on these Antifa. I call them Antifa action figures. They're not really, but they're mocking the block. I say mock the block is in black block because that's what they dress up as with their mm-hmm. scarves over their face and their balaclavas and that sort of thing. And I've got a, several collections, among them the Gaslight Gang, which is the news media of Antifa. I've got two um, groupings of the Real Housewives of Antifa. These are all based on all of these drawings, which are done beautifully by a man I dealt with in New York who's fantastic, are based on actual characters that have been involved in Antifa riots. Also, we have the Antifa uh, Peaceful Riot uh, group as well. So, well, where, is, where can people find, find these? Go on Zazzle, Z as in zebra, A-Z-Z, zebra, zebra, L-E.com. Put my name in, Victoria Taft, and you will find them. And just maybe Antifa. I think I'm the only person doing any Antifa stuff on Zazzle. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, uh, Victoria, I'm out of time. Enjoy your Thanksgiving dinner, and uh, I hope you, you have like 40 people over, as long as you're not cooking. I, we anyway. are. I'm traveling between states, and I'm doing anything I dog on well, please, is what I'm doing. Good for you, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk again. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, John. Okay, that's Victoria Taft. You can find her stuff, at, and it's good stuff, at pjmedia.com. I'll be right back. For those of us who are healthy, it's hard to imagine what it's like to be chronically sick. If you're over 50, you may be fine today, but tomorrow, different story. Chronic illness can literally claim your financial world overnight. Suddenly, you're tens of thousands of dollars in debt, mailbox overflowing with bills, notifications, warnings, and you think Obamacare is going to help you out? Good luck getting someone even to talk to. This is John Steigerwald, and my friends at Marley Financial have a better solution. It's their non-Obamacare pro-life health plan. It gives you the power of a national PPO savings of 30 to 60% off Obamacare for those over 50. No funding for abortion and always someone to help you. Call 724-884-1496. One client was in the hospital for 11 days for a bowel obstruction. Hospital billed him over $56,000. Marley Financial's non-Obamacare plan paid the entire claim and put $7,000 in his pocket. There's no other plan like it anywhere, and you can get it now. Call 724-884-1496 or visit marleyfg.com. AM 1250, The Answer. By now, you've heard me talk about my pillow and how it's literally changed my life. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape. Made in the USA. For a limited time, Mike is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a standard queen premium my pillow for twenty nine ninety eight. Originally sixty nine ninety eight. That's a forty dollar savings. Kings are only five dollars more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen premium, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. 
Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code STAG. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Speaking of uh, toxic masculinity, if I'm not mistaken, uh, today is International Men's Day. Um, I don't know who declares it that, but I did see that somewhere, that it is International Men's Day. And... um, and this comes at a time when we see uh, Harry Styles uh, showing up on um, the cover of Vogue magazine. Harry Styles is a pop singer, and he's a pretty he's world world famous and uh, world renowned and and uh, worldwide popularity. And uh, he is the um, he's the, he's the first man in 127 years of Vogue magazine to uh, make it onto the cover. And of course. If you uh, most, I think most normal men, at least most normal men over the age of I don't know twenty five, I'll just throw that number out there, think that uh, is seeing seeing uh, someone like that on the cover of a magazine in a flowing gown, um, and and not just seeing it. I mean, it'd be different if it was he was on there as a joke, but he's on there as a, uh, a, a celebrating his his wokeness and his willingness to expand his horizons and 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 uh and show his feminine side if you if you think that if it gags you then there's something wrong with you but somehow they snuck in international men's day i guess it's every ninth uh, november 19th and the objectives of uh, uh are all set out in these six pillars of International Men's Day. I'm almost afraid to, to look at it, but uh, that's what it is. And uh, I don't know how you're going to celebrate it, but uh, it, for me, it's not going to be reading Vogue magazine. I don't know what I'll do. Maybe I, 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 I don't know. Maybe I'll... I'll uh, I don't drink. So I, what, what, what should I do? How should I celebrate International Men's Day? Maybe just by not, <laughs> not, not paying attention to Harry Styles. I'll talk to you tomorrow. John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.